Yeah, so pastors are always talking about the Word of God and encouraging people to build their life on, on that solid foundation of the Word of God. And, and uh, I want to continue in that timeless tradition today. I know in the last few weeks, we've been away for a couple of weeks, but uh, others have been sharing about the Word of God as well a little bit. But uh, I want to talk about this today because, friends, it is so important for us to build our lives on what God says, the Word of God in our life. And in our generation, 
There's so much happening, so much going on. I've just been in the last uh, few days just being a bit more observant of some things happening in the political spectrum. And uh, in fact, I meant to share it before, a little bit of what's going on. But there's some bills before our federal parliament at the moment that would probably make your hair stand on end. Uh, I'd actually quite like to talk a bit about it, but I don't want to get distracted talking about politics this morning. Um, but friends, we need to pray for our government as well. We need to pray for our, our government because there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now. But it's also really important for us to know what we believe, to know where, stand, where you stand on issues that are really important, like the value of life, for example. Life is really important. It really matters. And so if you've got Psalm 119, I'm going to share about the power of God's Word to guide and, and establish our life and uh, to keep us on the right track no matter what happens. You know, life has got a lot of ups and downs. And I'm sure many of you here or all of us at some level have experienced the ups and downs. It's a bit like a roller coaster, isn't it? You know, sometimes you can be, you know, at the top of the mountain where everything's going well for you. And other times you're, you know, like things aren't going so well. But God speaks to every situation of our life. The Word of God speaks to us wherever we're at. And he wants to lift you. He's always trying to lift us to a, another place, uh, into like into his presence and to, to know him better. And uh, that's what's really important for us to look today. So first thing I want to share about is when you're on a roll, when everything's going well for you in your life, let's read Psalm 119, verse 105. By your words, God's words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I've committed myself and I'll never turn back from living by your righteous order. So that you might recognize an older translation of this, which says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. There's two separate things there. The first one is actually um, where it says a lamp to my feet. It's actually talking about the steps that you're immediately making, like what you're doing today or tomorrow, the things that are immediately in front of you, like, you know, when you go to the theater or you... You know, you go to the Empire or you go to some, some theater type place. People still go to the theater here. <laughs> you know, and they've got these little footlights. You go up the stairs and there's a light on each stair so you don't stumble and trip over. That's what it's talking about. A light that's immediately in front of you right now so you don't trip over so you know where you're going. It's talking about things like the decisions you need to make today or, or the commitment you need to follow through on today or those priorities that you're setting today those things that are really important in our life you know it says um by your words i can see where i'm going and that's really important friends because you know what i've discovered in life a lot of people haven't got a clue where they're going in life i don't know about you but to be able to to be able to see and know where you're going it's really a good thing it's really helpful one of the best things in life is to know really where you're going. And God's Word is a, is a lamp for your path. It lights you so you know where you're going because you can see what's right and wrong. You can see, you know, what you get a context for living. I, I remember years ago when uh, in our early married life when we maybe had, I think, one or two children and, and uh, we were, I was just observing, uh, you know, a lot of other families in the church where we were. And I, I remember, year, you know, I used to, I used to shake my head sometimes and look at things that were going on and I'd say, you know, I, I don't know about that, but I'm, I'm not sure if I really like 
that as a model for, you know, parenting, so to speak. And I said, all I want to do is I want to, I want to find out what does God say about this? You know, what's the Word of God saying about these issues, a particular issue at the time? And uh, so it's, it's, it's been a helpful thing to, to look into the Word of God. It illuminates our path. What's right in front of you today? And the other thing where it says, they throw a beam of light on my dark path, that's talking about the future and the things ahead for the future. So you can think about your destiny and your future. The Word of God, the Bible, actually helps us by illuminating our future so we can plan for the long term and what God wants to do in our life. I love what it says there. I've committed myself and I'll never turn back from living by your righteous order. In other words, he's saying, I'm committed to following in God's, God's way. Another translation says, I have sworn and confirmed that I'll keep your righteous judgments. Something I've, I've discovered in life is that the, the confessions or the declarations that we make really are really important. You know, when I say, every time I say, I will do this, if you're a person of your word, which we all, we all need to be, I will do this. What it does is it, it confirms or it establishes in our mind the decisions that we're making. Uh, it does something for you. When, you. when you commit yourself to something, you say, you know, I will, I, will, I will do this. It orients you towards God for His help. Now, it's important we recognize that God's commitments to us even carry a lot more weight than that. Because when God says, I will, you need to know that He will. God will. If He says, I will, He will. But when I say, I will, what that means is, I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to give it 100%, probably 110% to do what I said I would do. But it's not quite the same as when God says, I will. Nevertheless, it's still a good thing to commit yourself to what God says. And I love this. I've committed myself I'm never going to turn back from living by your righteous order. It's, it's a really good thing to do. So I remember we were, um, years ago, we used to live down at Stanthorpe, uh, two hours south from here. We were uh, planting a church there. And I remember that time I was really committed to, to memorizing Scripture. And I actually bought some little Scripture cards along there in my briefcase there, Del. Can you open up and bring them over? Sorry. Yeah, those. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to bring these over. I, I did this little scripture card. Again, it's on bits of paper, okay, and I got them laminated. But I was memorizing the book of Ephesians at, at one stage. <laughs> I think I can quote two or three verses from there now. But And, and we were also, uh, in our family devotions, we were uh, memorizing, like we tried to memorize one of the Psalms, Psalm 34, which is a great Psalm. And uh, uh, we, would, we were just... Spending that, we're committed to that, memorizing scripture to get it into our heart. And it's a really good thing to do. And someone might say, well, you know, okay, does that, that must have made a lot of difference in your life. Well, it did. It was incredible. It was wonderful. But it doesn't mean that never, nothing ever went wrong or there weren't still problems because life's, life still has ups and downs and has challenges for us that we need to think about. Life isn't always plain sailing. And I want to just talk to you for a few moments about when the wheels fall off, what happens when things start to go downhill in your life? Because the Bible nowhere says that if you're a Christian and if you're, you're a follower of Jesus, 
It, nowhere, no, nowhere does it say that you, you're never going to have problems or nothing's ever going to go wrong. So let's think about this. The very next verse, Psalm, verse 107, says this. I think it's King David. King, they were not, not 100% sure who wrote Psalm 119, but it was likely King David. And he said, okay, everything's falling apart on me, God. Put me back together again with your word. Put me back together again with your word. I love that the Word of God addresses every part of our life. When, when we're up on the mountain and when we're down in the valley, God's got something to speak into our life. And the fact is, friends, sometimes we make mistakes, don't we? Anyone here that's never made a mistake? I, 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 I can see a couple of people raising their hands, but I'm not, I'm not going to look. So sometimes we make mistakes that damage our future or our relationships. We're not infallible. And I've shared this little poem with you before, but I'm going to share it again because I just like it. And uh, it's so good. It's called The Cookie Thief. And it says, A woman was waiting at an airport one night with several hours before her flight. And so she hunted for a book in the airport shop, bought a bag of cookies and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book and happened to see that the man beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag between, which she tried to ignore to avoid a scene. She read, Munch Cookies, and watched the clock as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irritated as minutes ticked by, thinking, if I wasn't so nice, I'd blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what to do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and said, Oh, brother, this guy's got some nerve. He's also rude. Why, well, he didn't even show any gratitude. She'd never known when she'd been so galled and sighed with, with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings, headed for the queue, and refusing to look back, uh, sorry, and sighed with relief when her, headed for the gate, sorry, refusing to look back at the thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat, then sought her book, which is almost complete, as she reached in her baggage, she gasped with surprise. There was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned with despair. Then the others were his and he tried to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. Isn't that incredible? As sometimes we can do things, we make mistakes, we don't realize we're not across something, you know, we're not really with it, and we do dumb things, and it just happens we offend people. Sometimes it's like our world comes crashing down around us, we feel betrayed, we're not well, whatever. And we say, God, this is not how life is supposed to be. But I want to tell you, God addresses us in those moments, and God has got something to say to us. The Word of God has got a powerful ability to speak into our lives in those times. And I want to just share with you one little principle about this, friends, and to simply say it's okay to not be okay, right, at that point there. It's okay for you and me to not be okay. And I'm saying this to you because I know how easy it is when you're not feeling okay, when you're just not well or, or you feel a bit jaded or something's gone wrong or, you, or, you know, you feel guilty or whatever it might be. 
It's easy to say, I'm not going to front up to church because I'm just not okay. I want to encourage you today, friends, to be in God's presence. It's the best place to be. So if you're not okay and you're depressed or discouraged or, or whatever it is, don't stay away because God's got something to speak into your life. And we'll come to that in a moment. First thing is, when you're not okay, here's it. When you're not okay, when you're not okay, God is still okay. <laughs> he is still awesome. And that is when you prove that God is who He says He is when you're not okay. He, pro- he proves Himself to you in those times. Of course, the second thing is recognizing that I need help is the first step to being helped. And we spend so much of our lives trying to demonstrate to other people that we're actually okay when we're really not. Hey, friends, if you're not okay this morning, that's okay. We want to pray with you. We, we want to encourage you. We want to share with you. You know, in, in, a, in a few minutes' time, we're going to finish this meeting, and I'm probably going to make an opportunity to, you know, for people to come for prayer. If you need prayer, come, and we want to pray with you. If you're not okay, we, we want to pray. We want to help you any way we can. We want to be supportive of you in, your, in, that, in that area. But how do we get put back together again when everything's falling apart? God, you put me together again with your word. How does that happen? How does that work? I want to give you one little example this morning. That um, you know, what, what you really do, friends, is this. You find someone in the Bible, find someone who's been through exactly the same situation you're going through, and you see, you ask, how did, how did they respond? How did they follow through on that? And what was the outcome of their life in those difficult situations? Here's an example. Maybe you, you know, you, you're, you're trying to build your life on God's Word. Or you, you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to um, you know, follow in God's ways and be obedient to God and all, all that you, you can do. And, and, uh, but you see some people around you that are really prospering in their life. They're really, it looks like everything goes well for them. And you know that their life is nothing like, they're not obedient to God. They don't care about the things of God. They're not following God in any way. But everything they do seems to turn to gold. Everything seems to go easy for their life. That can be a bit debilitating, can't it, sometimes? Do you agree with me? You you agree with what I'm saying there? So um, what happens in those situations? You go straight to Psalm 73. Straight to Psalm 73. We're going to read about it in a moment because there's a story of a guy called Asaph who happened to be one of the chief musicians, and uh, he was confronted with exactly this situation. He's listen to what it says. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost, I need to tell you, that's an Old Testament revelation, by the way, because in the New Testament, it puts a different slant on this, um, because he sends his reign on the just and the unjust. That's a new covenant understanding. But in the Old Testament, God, you're good to Israel, those whose hearts are pure. But for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. Look at these wicked people, verse 12 says, enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? And wonder what's going on here? All, you know, and, and Asaph, he was thrown into a quandary. It was doing his head in, actually, because he, he looked at this and he thought, how come I've, I've disciplined myself? I've humbled myself my whole life. God, to be obedient to you. 
you know, I've turned away from things that would destroy my life and I've, I've followed in your ways and all I get seems to get is trouble. And yet these other people, you know, they just ignore the ways of God and the Word of God and they just keep on prospering and going from strength to strength. Let's read the next little part of it. Verse 15, it says, If I'd given in and talked like this, I would have betrayed your dear children. Still, when I tried to figure it out, all I got was a splitting headache, he said. Until, and that's the key word, the key word of this psalm. Until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I saw the whole picture, the slippery road you've put them on. With a final crash in a ditch of delusions. See, he was, he was, his mind was a bit deluded. His mind was a bit skewed. He couldn't really see the long term. He wasn't thinking long term. He was looking at what he saw immediately in front of him and it discouraged him because he was envious. And it's not hard to get like that, is it? I'm not going to ask you to put up your hand, but have you ever been a bit envious sometimes of someone who's got a really nice something? It might be a nice house or a nice car or a nice wife or a nice whatever it might be, you know, that you envy. I'm looking down, so I'm sure no one's like that ever. But, but, you know, we can get that way. That's why we need to keep our focus on God and what you want to do in my life. Because guess what? <laughs> your way is better. Is it true? God, your way is better. Your way is always better. So then Asaph, what happens is he gets this revelation of God's bigger picture, the eternal plan that God has. And then he says, he becomes, he gets overwhelmed with the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. Let's read verse 25. He says, God, you're all I want in heaven. You're all I want on earth. When my skin sags and my bones get brittle, God is rock firm and faithful. He just says, God, I'm going to do away with all that kind of thinking, all that kind of negativity, those comparisons that we're all prone to make. I'm just going to focus my eyes on you because, God, you are faithful. You have never failed me. And I know that when I get old, when I get to the end of my life, I know that you're going to be there absolutely the same. You are rock firm and solid in my, in my life. When it seems like everything's going wrong, friend, I just want to encourage you this morning. You can still turn to God's Word and find what you need here. Like I've been reading in Proverbs lately. It's just been amazing. And I uh, just finished, I read through the Psalms. Uh, but then I'm just in Proverbs and there is just so much I know some people recommend you read Proverbs every year or some people read Proverbs through this 31 chapters, read it every day, every once a month, go right through it. Um, you'd be able to do it, Steve, wouldn't you? He, this guy is the greatest reader you've ever seen. He reads so much. Um, <laughs> she says too much. He's, he makes me feel like I don't read at all, you know. And I've been trying to read, like we were away for a couple of weeks and I did read a book. I got through a book. Well, I thought that was an achievement, you know. <laughs> and it was an awesome book and you're going to get a bit of it in some of my sermons coming up soon. But, but uh, anyway, uh, so when, when everything's going wrong, turn to God's Word and let Him guide you in the way. Just start in the book of Proverbs or Psalms because they're fantastic and, and God will speak to you through that. He will speak into your heart and pray and say, you know, God, what, what, what are you saying to me? God, help me to see. Holy Spirit, what do you want to reveal to me through this today that I can grow, that I can understand, that I can change my way of thinking, that I can kind of change my way of thinking. That's a song, isn't it? And um, 
Is that Bob Dylan? I think it is. I love that song, by the way. Yeah. Psalm 119, verse 111 says, I inherited your book on living. It's mine forever. What a gift and how happy it makes me. I concentrate on doing exactly what you say. I always have and I always will. What a, what a commitment that he's making. And as we finish this, I can ask our creative team to come back. But, um, you know, some people focus on, on an inheritance at an earth or at a human level, you know, maybe inheriting something from a parent or something like that. And, uh, some focus on that. But he says here, you know, I, your word is an inheritance to me. You know, I inherited your book on living and what a gift and how happy it makes me. He valued, this is King David. I mean, we're talking about the king of probably one of the greatest nations on earth at that time. Had virtually unlimited wealth. And um, he treats the, the Word of God as the most valuable thing he's got. You know, he says, what a gift, how happy it makes me. I concentrate on doing exactly what you say. I, I just pray this morning that all of us here will have that same attitude and approach that we can value and love God's Word because it's a gift to us. It should be most precious, a heritage that you can pass on, but it's also an inheritance for you in your own life to, to uh, embrace and to take into our heart. So friends, life is um, up, up and down like a roller coaster. Sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. But we need God's Word to bring, and the, to bring the stability in our life that we can build on. When you've got that and you know that no matter what happens, God is with you and His Word can sustain you and help you through every situation, you can build your life on that stability, on that foundation. Uh, that's, that's what I really like. And so just we need to keep our eyes fixed on what God says and let His Word guide us in every situation. Can we do that? Can we do that? Yeah, I, <laughs> that's great. And I, and I want to say, friends, this morning, if your world is falling apart or seems to be falling apart right now and you want someone to stand with you in prayer, then by all means, in a few moments, can we stand up? And uh, we're just going to sing that through. I'm going to make room for you. God, I want, I want to make room for you to do whatever you want me. Because your way is better. Your way is better. Maybe we can just start with a chorus. I will make room for you. I'll make room for you. And uh, friend, if you need prayer today uh, and you want to come, you're more than welcome to come and stand here because uh, we, want to, we want to bless you and pray with you for the supernatural power of God to intervene in your heart and in your life today. Let's sing this. I'll make room for you.
supernatural empowerment of your spirit today. Holy Ghost, just touch these ones that have responded here this morning. Let your blessing be upon them, I pray. Let your grace be poured out upon them in the name of Jesus. Lord, to do whatever you want them to do, Lord God. Lord, we want to be in that right place with you. We want to be in the place where we know that we're hearing your word. Lord, where we can respond. Lord, where you are breathing and speaking into our lives today, where we know that we're uh, in tune with you, where we can respond to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I'm going to make room for you, Lord, because your way is better. Let's squeezing that part. Your way is better. Your way is better. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. For you to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to, and I will make room for you. close our meeting this morning folks uh, love you to stay behind to your coffee uh, some food at the back there uh, why don't you just uh, get around shake some hands someone's hand just bless someone today say great to see you uh...